UAE will introduce a federal corporate tax regime for the first time in 2023. It's a huge change for the economy, companies, and industries. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from The National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. If you like this show, please do subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio content. With me is The National's future editor and co-host, Kelsey Warner. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, Mustafa. So that was an exciting day uh, on Monday when the Ministry of Finance of the UAE announced corporate taxes. I won't laugh and cut you off and say as exciting as taxes can ever be. But no, really, it is a sea change for a country that's been famous for being a tax haven. So 9% corporate tax rate, it's relatively low compared to, you know, global averages with the U.S. at 27%, Asia at 21%, and the EU at 20%. So just to kind of benchmark us against global averages, 9% still relatively low, but it does bring the UAE to the table in a global conversation on if we actually should have a global minimum tax. And that was something that was popularized in the last year by the G7 and the OECD. So there was some expectation that the UAE would come to the table on a corporate tax. And yes, exciting, it has. So let's break it down. Let's also bust some myths mm-hmm. because there will be there will be quite a bit of of uh, assumptions out there um, amongst the audience, well intentioned, uh, but they are not necessarily correct about how taxes work in the UAE already. So this is, as I mentioned at the top, a federal corporate tax regime. This applies across the country. There will be legislation coming at the federal level um, that will finalize all the details at the moment. Uh, it's not 100% finalized. There still will be a process and we have the lead time because it won't apply until the financial year beginning June 2023. So there's there's plenty of time to go. Right. If anyone can recall the 5% VAT tax that was levied a few years ago, the slow roll on that, the amount of conversation we'll be able to have in the preparation, I think will be very similar. And I can understand if there is some trepidation because we went through VAT and there were there are a lot of questions. There was a lot of um, you know, facts and information that needed to be understood. And it's asking companies and you know, people to think differently now going forward. And it will impact you know, how business decisions are made. So it will also be a boon for professional services over the next couple of years as their expertise uh, will be required. Um, and also when you talk to investors looking at the UAE from outside or companies looking at at moving in, again, it adds a dimension to the conversation. But as I was saying, to kind of break it down and and bust some myths, um, the UAE already does have taxes, first of all. So they are, though, at emirate levels. There is legislation decrees in each emirate. So for example, foreign banks pay taxes. Um, The Oil and gas companies, the foreign oil and gas companies, they pay taxes too. Um, according to KPMG's uh, analysis, for foreign banks, it's about 20%. For oil and gas, it's typically about 55 But I think it depends on which emirate, what project, etc. So that's there. Then if you think about UAE companies that pay royalties, Etisalat, do the telecom companies, they pay royalties to the government. Adnoc, Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, pays a royalty to the Abu Dhabi government. So there is a system there already, but it isn't necessarily standardized. It isn't necessarily applying to everybody. But also the flip side of this 
debate is always where people go next, which is, what does this mean for me and my income as an individual? And right now, all we know is this is a corporate tax on corporate profits that exceed $102,000 annually. So the UAE said, we are keeping in mind SMEs and startups in this new provision. As you said at the top, the law has not yet been issued yet, so questions do remain. It appears that there will be exemptions for those who operate in free zones, but we don't have further details on what those exemptions will be. It was also mentioned that tax incentives will be available, but again, unclear what those will be. And so questions do remain, but to your point, myths can still be busted. We can still kind of like ground ourselves in what is what is going on here. The Ministry of Finance said categorically there will be no taxing of personal income. So your salary, the money you make as an individual from real estate, for example, that won't be taxed. Interesting couple of points that they also put out, which is that there'll be no double taxation. So if there is tax being paid by a company abroad, that will be taken into account for the tax payable here. Um, There'll be no withholding tax essentially for moving your profits abroad or across borders or even within the country. That's important too for people to realize. There'll be no capital gains tax. So that that's something that that is is key as well. I mean, there's a, there was a big kind of information dump um, on Monday, um, and we'll be sifting through this for a while. But I, I think to your point about the you know the tax regimes around the world, um, this was something that was stressed at a at a briefing that um, uh, our editor in chief was at. Um, that the you know this was taken into account for two two main things. One was. It's all within WTO rules, which is to your point about globally what's happening with taxes, but also that it would remain competitive. So if, if we look around the GCC, for example, um, in Saudi Arabia, for foreign companies, there's 20% tax. There's also capital gains tax. There's also Zakat, um, the Islamic tax as well that applies. Bahrain essentially has no tax. Um, Kuwait has, I think, around 15% standard tax. Um, Qatar has some tax applicable as well to foreign companies, um, Oman as well. So it's, it's not, you know, this idea that it, this is a complete tax haven is wrong from the beginning. Yeah, that was unexpected. The list you just rallied off was actually unexpected to even me who researched in, in preparation to record this today. It was Bahrain is often cited as the coupled example with the UAE as a tax-free zone. But the Saudi Arabia example worth thinking about as Saudi has also ramped up its economic diversification efforts and seeks to attract foreign direct investment at increasing scales. So a couple of points sort of came up thinking about this, talking about this with with people immediately afterwards. Largely, this is not a surprise. I mean, this seems to be the feedback. The timing is always, I think that's the excitement. When I mentioned excitement, I'm defending my my, my (laughs) excitement. It was a timing that was exciting, that this has come now. Um, at the beginning of the year when we've already had, for example, the change in the working week. And this month in February, uh, new labor rules are coming into place as creating a much more dynamic and flexible workplace for people. It's a dynamic time to be in the UAE workplace. And this idea of the efforts to close gaps in international taxation the UAE wanting to be part of those efforts, but also I think a sign of a maturing economy that it's saying we can still have a corporate tax rate and there are other ways to be competitive to attract foreign direct investment, to in- attract companies. We c- we can, you know, tax and still be a haven for talent, for R&D. We can do other things that make us can't miss. 
And a zero tax rate is no longer part of that list necessarily. And we have to address the the fact, like with VAT, what we saw that um, for for some companies, this will be a difficult change. This this will really have an impact. And for some looking at coming to the UAE, they may decide not to come. I mean, largely, I would assume that in the long run, the right kind of companies are going to come here. Um, and the this push for better productivity and greater efficiency, for example, what was cited for the work week and harmonizing it with with most of the world, um, that the having a standard tax rate, a minimum tax rate, if you like, um, would also fall into this area as well. To your point, there's going to be teething problems on the individual level. A blueprint for a minimum tax rate is still being designed despite being promised by 2023. There are still a lot of unknowns kind of across the board in addition to the UAE law, but just more thinking about this as a global trend. A lot of unknowns. This is so complex. But the idea that the conversation's being had and laws are starting to be put into place, a strong signal amidst some noise. So I w- another sort of factor is, you know, 2021, we've talked about this so many times, but it's worth bringing up again, which is the action on climate. So we had, we had COP26 and, and then we, we had the UAE's, you know, net zero strategy for 2050 that was announced ahead of that or around the same time as that. And that we, we, you know, each week we're seeing sort of the realities of the energy transition. And I wonder sort of the timing again, coming to, coming back to that point that this feels organic or natural that it should come now because having a corporate tax will probably help insulate from some of the bumpiness that we're going to expect from the energy transition in the next decade as the UAE kind of diversifies and and moves away further from its reliance on on selling oil essentially right because tax is another word for revenue uh when you think about the global tax mandate the idea that uh we're leaving money on the table because if there is a minimum tax globally that means they'll just get taxed elsewhere anyway so the OECD has said $150 billion is on the table to those who want to participate in a global tax regime. So revenue for a nation, yes, that you incur a tax on the corporate side, but that does mean, to your point, the economic diversification strategy, the energy transition, all of these things that are going to be bumpy, they're not going to be these seamless transitions. Yeah, some, some well-needed, well-deserved capital for those efforts. And, and I, I, we've had other conversations as well. Uh, it was a World Economic Forum online meeting recently, and there was, you know, discussions around how capitalism is changing. That in recent years, it seems that you know, companies are much more focused on talent rather than necessarily gathering of capital because you have the right talent in an increasingly digitalized world. It's going to help you, you know, attain the capital or the profit you're looking for, essentially, and. Alongside the decisions like the corporate tax uh, here in the UAE, there's a lot of other things going on to try and you know increase the um, compelling uh, offering that the UAE has for attracting that talent, for being a regional hub for people who want to come and live here. A lot of it is soft infrastructure as well as hard infrastructure. It's you know access to education and healthcare and well-being and lifestyle and you know all the things that 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 really matter to people now. And there was some. There was a study out that the National published from experts saying that the expectation was in the next twenty years the, U, the Dubai's population would double to about six million. So you're looking at you know huge demographic play in the UAE, um, and 
that will be enticing for companies when they when they make that decision. Yes, they will say, okay, now we have to factor in a nine percent plus core, you know, I'm sure it will increase over time. And and for bigger companies may even, you know, once the legislation is out, may even be more than nine percent. But let's say nine percent for businesses coming here. Um, and we have to factor that in. But then there's all this other stuff that that is actually really, really exciting too. And that has to be a kind of 360 approach. And maybe 20 years ago, you didn't have the full, you know, collection of, of factors to weigh on. And you needed that idea of I'm not going to pay taxes. Hence, how many free zones sprung up offering you those tax incentives, those tax exemptions for decades. Totally. It's a confident move. It's a mature move. It speaks to the, as you say, this growing burgeoning marketplace of, you know, consumers with spending power, but also we've spoken to so many business leaders the last couple of years on this show about the power of localization. It is not enough for multinationals to be fly by night here anymore. They do need to understand these communities. They need to understand who actually is here and how to operate because there's much value to be realized from this region. Well, let's get some expertise on this. We spoke to Anurag Chaturvedi, who's the managing partner at Chartered House Tax Consultancy, about some of the implications for the introduction of corporate tax at the federal level in the UAE, but also in general around the world, what taxation gives and takes, if you like. Let's listen to that now. Anurag, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me to this podcast. So when it comes to corporate tax, what does that actually mean for those who might not differentiate between different taxes? So corporate tax is a tax on the business profit, or I'll say earnings that a business makes in a particular assessment year. And when I define a business, essentially means any legal form of the business, which could be a single person LLC, which could be a sole establishment, anything that is a legal form in the UAE will be subject to uh, the corporate tax. So that we define corporate and whatever the business profits a corporate makes, which means essentially your revenue uh, net of your expenses is what's subject to the corporate tax. When we think about, okay, the advent of a corporate tax in the UAE, what is the impact going to be on business models, on reporting, on hiring? Corporate tax in the UAE is going to bring out, first of all, I'll talk from a consumer perspective, so from a consumer perspective, we're going to see uh, the rise in inflation, obviously, and rise in inflation will impact their cost of living, which essentially going to go high, uh, not necessarily by 9 to 10%, but essentially there'll be some way mid, midway. So essentially, we, we see the cost of living rise as compared to previous years, and inflation will going to impact. But essentially, the corporate tax, whenever it comes in a country, it really brings a lot of transparency. It brings a trust. And it brings a lot of foreign investment, depending on the model of tax that the country adopts. So tax definitely brings a lot much positive outcome to a country in a long run. Essentially, in short term, we'll all be having a teething issues in terms of adopting the regulation. But long run, it is very efficient for economic outlook. That's sort of counterintuitive to me that it would attract foreign investment rather than repel it, frankly. Yeah. So foreign investment is one side of things that um, if you see essentially in the UAE, the corporate tax is lowest in the world and within also GCC, it's lowest and it's 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 going to attract a lot many people because if you see, if you understand where from the UAE has thought of corporate tax, 
it's from oecd so oecd earlier last year they adopted the global minimum tax where they say that all the countries across the world need to adopt the global minimum tax to bring out the you know bring out the measures for base erosion profit shifting and when i say base erosion profit shifting it means previously many organization which is multinational organization they wanted to make their base into low tax or non tax regime out there and they want to put together the entire profit out there in those jurisdictions and until the uae proposes the corporate tax ireland offers the minimum rate of tax which is 12% so if you see that essentially across the world lot of uh, west organizations having their headquarters in ireland now those people will have uh, significant opportunities to make uae as their headquarters and bring out the things because in next one decade horizon uae going to have the constant and a fixed rate of 9% and should you not do any business within the uae you will not be subject to tax on the investment earning that you make from outside to the uae itself so a very very decent and unique model preposition that the uae has put together and it it going to attract a lot much so anurag so just to summarize what you're saying in a, essentially the world is is moving towards um a kind of standardized environment where corporate taxes are going to exist it's going to be very very difficult to find a jurisdiction where you're not going to be paying corporate taxes so in that environment applying a 9% standard rate is going to result in a competitive environment that's going to attract more investment is that that's what you're saying absolutely absolutely very interesting globally people are looking for that kind of jurisdictions where uh, first of all they are very open and agile uh, that give them a platform to unleash their real potential for business and it's a central located so uae has multiple benefits associated with it its location is strategic it's connected asia to europe and to europe as well and to africa so strategically it plays well and the world entire focus today is is on the mina region and and asia and africa so these are the region which is pretty much developing at this point in time the world focus towards and uae is a right rightly placed to address these market from here strategically um so that that's that's uh, i think uh, will going to be a real added advantage of having a corporate tax at 9% which is the lowest in the world so there's two kind of technical things i need to ask you about um the first is uh losses right if a company is losing money and it's part of a larger group it seemed like this corporate tax regime and and i wonder does this apply elsewhere in other jurisdictions does does it allow you to offset those losses with regards to the total tax that that would be payable and as a result does this encourage sort of more a more risk taking environment where a group is more likely to invest in a new area because they know while they are suffering losses that they won't be completely you know they won't have to take the full hit essentially while they grow a new area of business if you see mature tax regime um, which have been the the history of uh, implemented tax regime of over 3 decade 4 decade or 5 decade essentially they have now adopted that model of offsetting the losses incurred during a year to the futuristic income so that you know somebody who's who has made the loss in the first year can offset that in the second year revenue or third year or fourth year or fifth year so there's a time frame generally most of the tax regime has a time frame that up to a certain years uh, losses can be carry forward and offset it against the income generated in those years but uae has brought some other unique features which they say that 
a business, a large family groups or a group uh, of entities can register as a tax group, which is a very unique feature and which allow people flexibility to, to take one single tax registration, look into their books and pay the tax on the net revenue at the group level, net business profit at the group level. So that allowed them to uh, offset their losses of a one entity against the profit of another entity and the transaction within the, these two entities can be kept outside the, the corporate tax angle as well. So that's a very uniquely thought concept to allow administratively uh, convenience to the business in the UAE. The second technical question I had is to do with the withholding tax. There will be no withholding tax for transfers. So essentially a business can move profits within the country or, out, or across borders, and unlike other jurisdictions, they won't be taxed on that. This is, again, one of the very interesting features because wherever the corporate tax across the world is implemented, um, wherever a foreign supplier or foreign service provider, they render the service, they are also become the part of the tax regime, and then they are subject to the same corporate tax rate in form of withholding. So, you know, generally the the governments and the bank withhold that same amount of tax on the payment made to the service providers. The UAE at the moment has a treaty with over 72 countries where they do double tax avoidance treaty, which allow people to trade with from these countries with the UAE with flags. However, this announcement of not charging withholding tax will further attract and is in line with the UAE's policy to attract global talent. So they are attracting global talents. They are allowing people to make UAE as a base, though they are working in different jurisdictions. So I think this announcement is very thoughtful and it is in line with UAE's strategic vision to attract the global talent and let people work seamlessly from wherever they are, continue to serve UAE in whatever fashion and manner they wish to. And since they are outside the UAE, they'll not be uh, subject to withholding tax. So that's very strategic, which is not there in many parts of the world. This corporate tax is set to be implemented in June of 2023, which gives us an 18-month runway to implementation. What are you going to be looking for? What are preparations that are going to be needed for businesses to undertake? And what questions should smart companies be asking about this? We'll say that um, essentially uh, 17 months of preparation. But we should think now, it's not just we have 17 months to prepare. We need to see that we have essentially now 11 months from today left to prepare ourselves because when the june comes obviously you need to look into the multiple things so number one i will say that the key key things that a business should look into they have to look into their accounting they have to look into their organization structures they need to look into their contracts they need to look into their policies because at the moment in UAE, when i say policy and i'll cover quite a few more things but when i say policy today uh a lot of local businesses out there, they have either the sole proprietorship or they have uh, 5149 structure along with an Emirati. And most of the people are withdrawing uh, the business profit in form of managerial remuneration, which essentially is nothing but a dividend. So they withdraw this entire thing in form of uh, managerial remuneration, which will be difficult after the implementation of corporate tax because corporate tax talks about the transfer pricing it talks about uh, the equality and the market comparison so 
whatever the withdrawals that you're doing from a business need to be at par at arm's length generally in most of the jurisdiction that would happen so people need to look into their org structure they need to look into their shareholding patterns they need to look into their policies they need to look into contracts accounting and more important the way they record and interact within their group entities so those are very essential structure and a business should ask question to their management and their senior leadership is that to what extent they are prepared for the entire corporate tax have they thought of any plan and the measures to adopt the law i mean what you just said reminded me a lot of when we were looking at vat and and businesses were looking to prepare but if if we make this if i ask you a broader question kind of a sentiment question to kind of um end on anurag is we we see that with vat the government has a, a direct stake in robust consumer spending because that results in higher vat returns for them does that apply to corporate tax as well does the government now have a direct stake in creating a business friendly environment to encourage greater profits that it can then essentially share in is this does that work as well in terms of of a corporate tax so corporate tax regime generally entail governments means to fulfill the deficit that they have in budget or to create their reserves in order for them to spend on the infrastructure and various facilities that they want to offer to a country i mean we have been recently passed by covid so essentially there's a lot much that uae government has done for the residents of uae and definitely in time to come there may be certain things so they the decision to think about introduction of corporate tax is essentially a partnership within the business profits and this entire environment can facilitate to an extent with consumer business friendly relationship because what is happening ultimately until now the entire profits have been accumulated at, in form of the wealth increase in wealth of the stakeholders now this entire wealth accumulation will have a small portion going to the government which means you are now contributing directly to the mainstream of uh, country's development and consumer being the ultimate cost bearer and ultimate payer of the taxes in form of buying the services and remitting to the business will obviously have a slight inflation but then that becomes a part of uh, life it initially felt but then over a period of time i mean i i i'm sure about uh, maybe 2023 and or 2024 beginning everybody will adapt the corporate tax so it it's it springs to mind from what you're saying also you can think down the line that perhaps um government uh will be less likely to try and compete with the private sector um given that they have a, a direct stake in 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 the profits and earnings in any particular sector already um anurag thanks so much for your thoughts and insight it's it's been fascinating and and we'll definitely get you back to talk again in a few more months when we have more details and i look forward to share more insights on the corporate tax thank you very much it, it was wonderful uh, talking to you That was Anurag Chaturvedi. Kelsey, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. All that remains to thank our production team Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. Please do join us again next time.